right, Eric. We are on episode 206 mm-hmm. of the podcast. 206, the number of bones in your body. Wow, that's a fantastic fact you just threw at mm-hmm. us. Wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> I remember a lot of things from grade school. <laughs> you learned that one in grade school, mm-hmm. huh? I, I never took an anatomy class, unfortunately. I really wish I would have. That was just our general science class. Yeah, I know. can imagine. We were dissecting <laughs> owl pellets. Owl pellets? <laughs> owl pellets. Wait, when you say pellets. Like the things that they leave? It's basically like a... Um, like rabbit raisins? No, it's like a cat hairball. Oh, they owls cough up pellets. I think so. Yep, okay, I did the same so thing. Yeah. I guess we're both learning now. I didn't know that. We didn't dissect anything yeah. in school. The undigested parts of an owl's food regurgitated. Mm, what a way to start off the podcast. Boy, yeah. <laughs> Good thing we do Which, these right way, before dinner. Has nothing to do with the topic today. <laughs> it does not. We will not bore you. Well, I don't know if it'd be a boring subject. We will not gross you out with owl, owl pellets. I found that pretty interesting, actually. Owl pellets? It, yeah. I mean, it was pretty, it was like an anthropology class for owls. Hmm. You get to find out what they eat. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was interesting, but the the other fact that you threw out, 206 bones in the, in the body is a good one, too, mm-hmm. which brings us back to the podcast. Yes, it does. Uh, so, here we are in December. Uh, it's pretty icy and snowy a lot this time of the year. And sometimes, if you have consistent cold, you can do cool stuff outside, like make ice sculptures. You can indeed, and today we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of Wisconsin must-see ice sculpture hotspots. All the places you can see, specifically ice sculptures, we might throw some snow sculptures at you, which I've heard should not be confused. Don't confuse them around somebody who is sculpting ice <laughs> oh, or no, no, snow. No. They don't the like it when you do. about one or the other. It's a huge difference, yes. Yep. So there's a little bit of rivalry, rivalry, but with that, we'll get started. Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Oneida County, which was formed in 1887 from portions of Lincoln County, which lies to its south. It was named after the Oneida Native American tribe, one of five nations of the Iroquois. Oneida is in the heart of the Northwoods, large swaths of forest, lakes, and towns popular with tourists and fans of outdoor recreation, places like Minocqua, Woodruff, Hazelhurst, Lake Tomahawk, Three Lakes Sugar Camp, Always loved sugar camp. <laughs> and of course, its county seat, which is Rhinelander, famously home of the Hodag, a legendary creature we covered extensively in the Rhinelander bonus episode of this podcast earlier this year. Uh, the Hodag was also named High School Mascot of the Year across the nation. It's a pretty great name to uphold right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something they can hang their hat on. Uh, now, Rhinelander does have a commercial airport, even though it's, I think it's the second least or the least used. For commercial airline flying, <laughs> uh, Oneida, Rhinelander, Oneida County Airport. They haven't put international in it. Uh, one thing that's interesting, if you're on the grounds of the airport, um, there's a statue of John Heisman of hmm. the Heisman Trophy fame. He is actually buried in Rhinelander because his wife is from there. It's an interesting trivia nugget, right? And it is a winter wonderland, especially this time of year. They get a lot of snow. They're right on the edge of the Lake Superior snow belt. We're talking snowmobile trails all over the place. Oneida and Vilas, especially together. Huge necklace of trails everywhere. Lots of great cross-country skiing, uh, snowboarding, some tubing hills too. Camp 10 near Rhinelander, for example. One of the ones in Oneida County. And, of course, it's home to our own Josh Osterman, who will vouch for Rhinelander 
for the county and for Dina Mia Pizza. It's been a couple episodes since we've mentioned that. Don't they owe us a ton of free pizzas after all these plugs? <laughs> Probably. I think so. <laughs> At least to Josh. All right. Uh, I like the word you used, necklace of snow, <laughs> snowmobiling trails. That's a good one. The Cabin is also brought to you by the WCA Group Health Trust. Serving local governments and school districts, the WCA Group Health Trust partners closely with members to fulfill their employee health benefit obligations in a fiscally responsible manner. Learn more at WCAGHT.org. All right. Hey, whoa, we're melting ice now. The we are melting ice, which is not the ideal situation for what we're about to talk about. <laughs> not Indeed at all. not. Uh, but then again, the really big ice sculptures, it takes a lot of heat to get them to completely go it away. Does. Some, I mean, some of these blocks are, are what? The, the bars I was reading about, there's ice bars, and one of them mm-hmm. that I'll mention is 10,000 pounds. It's, it's crazy how heavy water is. Yeah, you, you wouldn't expect it. that. But it's it's interesting. Some of these blocks of ice are like 600 pounds, and then they chisel away at them. How long does it take? Do you know, Eric? Um, actually, some of these people, there, there are actually companies that build ice bars. Really? For their living. And it it's amazing how fast some of them can work. It depends on how much artistic detail is needed. Yeah, I suppose. But in, in most cases, a day or two, but... You know, sometimes it'll take a week, you know, to do some really intricate stuff. Right. I think I would rather, even though it's probably more difficult, I would rather sculpt ice than snow because snow, I think if there's one warm day, it's your toast. Yeah. It's tricky with ice too, in a way, but corners kind of melt off first. They Mm. round off a little bit, but the the base of the sculpture stays pretty rigid. Snow actually. Yeah. Because it can pack and unpack with different moisture levels and all that. So it's a lot, I think it's tougher to make a snow sculpture last, but that's a debate between snow and ice sculpture people, and I'm not going to get in the middle of that melee. Eric's hands off on that one. Mm-hmm. I am too. Hey, we're not arguing one of the other. Today is primarily about ice sculptures, but perhaps we'll have to do a snow sculpture. No promises, but perhaps we'll have to do a snow sculpture one as well. Uh, we forgot to do introductions, so really quick. I know this is late in the game, but I'm on Elise. <laughs> I'm Eric Paulson. And I'm Jake Rome. And I uh, wanted to do that because Jake is has been with us for a couple podcasts now, but or a couple episodes now, but I wanted to make sure we know he's in the room as well. So And he's gonna provide more feedback than he has previously. So Yes. Yes, I'm warming up, you know. I know we're doing something on ice today, so warming up warm, you'll melt in it. the yeah, right? There we go. All right. Well, one of my favorite places, as Eric knows, is Lake Mills. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to start off in Lake Mills at the Knickerbocker Ice Festival. <laughs> of <I> think, <laughs> I think this is a great one. They have an ice bar, which is uh, sponsored by Tyronina Brewing Company. It's pretty cool. They've got a full, I mean, it's literally just a bar where you can go up and order drinks, and it's all made of ice. Um, and then the entire festival, well, half the festival takes place downtown and half of it takes place on the lake. Well, and you got to let people know when it is because it's not going on yet. It begins the first Saturday in February. Right. I believe so a lot that's of these a, you got to get on your calendars. Yes. Um, so it's going to be coming up, but it is named after a company that first harvested ice from Rock Lake, which is the lake that it takes place on in the early 1900s. And they have ice sculpting demonstrations all along the downtown. And we went there, I think it was last winter, and Andrea was the host for the episode and she had somebody who was just kind of this random person carving ice there. She actually got to hold the um, tools and, and do some carving <laughs> herself, which is really cool. But a lot of these people go out with like chainsaws and they're hacking oh, yeah. away. It's intense. It's pretty crazy. And they're on Rock Lake. You know what Rock Lake's original name was? No. Tyranina. 
Was it? Yeah, oh, that's where I it came think from. I did know that. Mm-hmm. It has a pretty interesting history, and they're supposedly what the, the pyramids underneath the pyramids and monsters underneath. Yeah, yeah. it's close to Aztlan State Park, where there are like Native American mounds and other things that were built thousands of years ago. So it's not inconceivable, right, that you'd have that in Lake Mills. But it is quite a crazy festival. They even crown a king there, although that <laughs> has nothing to do the, with the sculpture, right? It doesn't, but it's a cool festival to go to in general. <laughs> They've got a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, like I said. It, on the lake, they've got um, some ice skating. They've got, well, the ice skating actually is in a different part. It's in the downtown area, but they've got ice softball on the lake. And then I think last year they had ice golf, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, it's just like little putt-putt kind of thing, but it's fun. Oh, so you're not, dri- you're not using your driver and no. whipping little balls of no, ice 300 I, I, I yards. I feel like okay. people would be screaming for a lot. Uh, but they have what I thought was really funny, an I did her dad contest. And Andrea was pulled by the— Wait a minute. <laughs> I did her dad. I think that's what it's called. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. And if I am, I'm really sorry. I, I'm assuming it's a takeoff of I did a rod. It is. The dog sledding. Because I know another county or, <laughs> or town does I kid her, I kid her dad, which is funny. I think it's for kids. Yeah, but I, would I, hope. I did her dad. I did her dad sounds. I think that's what they call it, though. But it sounds like it, two if, girls are about to get in a fight with if each I'm other. Guessing, if I'm guessing. If I'm putting the name down as I did her at, and I'm correct, it kind of, in a way, exemplifies, like, the, the community of Lake Mills, just that they're, like, down to have a fun time, and they're just kind of goofy. Um, I want to hear the story from the dad. Yeah, well, I don't I don't think I want to. <laughs> but the, the coolest thing I think about this festival, which um, is really highlighted by the crowning of the king, when we went into this bar— one of the people, so they they crowned somebody who I believe has been really involved in the community, doing different community, you know, being part of different community events or giving back to the community in some way. So they crowned this guy and he got up there and did like this little fake poem, not fake, but it was just kind of a goofy poem that <laughs> okay. he had written thanking the town, you know, and it's kind of all just goofy, but the whole bar was completely packed and people sing songs <laughs> and they just go wild. It's a blast. And um, when you're walking downtown around the area where all the ice sculptures are, people just know each other. Everybody waves. It's a pretty big town, but everybody mm-hmm. waves at each About other 6, and knows who they are. Yeah, we ran into people. We were with uh, the parks director at the time because he was a part of the episode, and he's just waving at everybody, <laughs> knowing people left and right. So it's cool. They have a fish toss. They had an ice cream eating contest, outdoor bags. So the Knickerbocker Ice Festival in Lake Mills is not only fun for the things that they have, but also for the people. And and there are ice and sculptures. Ice sculptures. Yes. Yeah, so um, that's pretty cool. And then there are other festivals, uh, if you want to keep it on festivals for now, uh, things like uh, in the Milwaukee area, there's a couple that you have down here. Yeah, so I have one um, in New Berlin, which is Winterfest. And that takes place January 6th in this year. It's free. And I think they have ice sculptures, but um, I wasn't sure. And I wanted to write it down just in the off chance that they did, but I couldn't find specific information. And some of these places, a lot of the information is still coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep your eyes peeled. But uh, I think they have ice sculptures. In, in It's at the park, and it's a ton of fun nonetheless. So... Uh, the New Berlin City Center Plaza. It's at the New Berlin City Center Plaza, and then um, I think there's two other parks that it also takes place at, which is Valley View Park and Malone Park. Have you mm-hmm. been to this, Eric? I haven't been to this particular festival, okay. 
But uh, yeah, New Berlin's they're trying to do a lot more with their their town center area and and uh, do some do some impressive festival things. And there are a lot of activities at this event. Uh, they should have at least a couple of ice sculptures. I think the question is they don't want to how many they don't want to overpromise. Right. Yeah, I mean, people have to be committed to do them. So they, they do have live music. They have a snowmobile building, snowman building contest, a medallion hunt, snow kickball, candlelight hike, bonfire with s'mores, which is a thing that will probably come up in a lot of these festivals. Oh, yeah. They've got bingo, which is fun. Fireside stories, which actually sounded really cool for the kids. They can sit around a campfire and then somebody comes out and tells these stories. And if you have not had that experience, it's amazing. So I definitely suggest that. They've got skating, sledding, ice bowling, which is a ton of fun. And then they also have a learn to curl demo, which is awesome. And I am from McFarland. And apparently McFarland, as we learned when we were in Wauwatosa, has because yeah. we did a little bit of curling there. Oh, yeah. When we were in Wauwatosa, they said that McFarland has some Olympic curlers. Yeah, that's right. And it's funny because the Wauwatosa Curling Club is one of the top in the, mm-hmm. in the state. And I curled with them competitively yeah. in like 04, that's right. 05. I forgot right. about that. And yeah, yeah. I'm more Isn't athletic than wild? I was. Isn't that wild? It's a lot of fun. And I think so many people got into curling during the Winter Olympics, especially in 2018. Mm. When we had a lot of uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota guys participate, and they all look like dads in their forties and fifties, yep. <laughs> you know, they don't look like Olympic athletes at all. And I think all of us related to that and thought that was awesome. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm from California, and seeing curling as a little kid too it was magical because I didn't even mm. know where I could go to even learn it. So I'm super interested. So where in California from? I'm from Irvine, California. Oh, so Southern, yeah, sunshine and no snow. You know, I'm just a warm body. So I've been looking to learn how to curl for quite some time. And <laughs> I don't know. It, you got to get over to McFarland or Wauwatosa. Or Wauwatosa or Partyville or mm-hmm. There's actually a lot of curling places in Wisconsin. There are. Okay. And it's it, it's a very strange sport in a way. You know, it would be fun to do an episode on places you can go curling. We should do that. That would be a lot of fun. Okay, well, I'll write it down. Mm-hmm. And then Jake will teach you all about curling in well, Wisconsin. Well, so we have our internal meetings where we talk about subjects. For, <laughs> You're getting the behind the scenes, Americans. Okay, so yeah, we didn't know, we didn't, I didn't know you were from California. Mm-hmm. You know, so, okay. Yeah, we got, a lot, to, we got a lot to teach Jake. Boy, we do. Are you what ready? What do you put in an old-fashioned? Brandy, sweet. Okay, so he knows. I know enough. I know the importance. You know things. the brandy part. Well, you've yes, been good. in Wisconsin for a period of time, right? Yes, I did go to school at UW Madison, so this oh, will be. Oh, so your 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 initiation was okay. Yes, I've made it through some winners, you right. know, but so I still he... yet to learn. Was that first one rough or what? Yeah, just because it's long. Yeah, you know, I went in with the mindset of just embrace it. Don't wear your parka too early on. You know, go out with the layers, and I think I was able to adapt. So yeah, you know, it's great. well in this time of year, especially because it's holiday season and there's holiday lights everywhere, and we're talking about all these winter festivals and ice sculptures. You're embracing it. By March, you're like, okay, this can end any time. That's the part where that makes it rough for a lot of people who yeah. are new to the state. Yeah, I second that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jake, do you still have one foot in California? If you need to get back in the middle of winter, you can still go back there? Well, sure. You know, I mean, I I would love to go back as much as I can. It just depends on the schedule, you know, and if I have free time. But I'm sure my parents would be very happy to see their snowbird come home for a little bit. Well, I wish we all had that great fortune. But yeah, see, the thing is, ice sculptures in Irvine, California last about an hour. <laughs> uh-huh. 
yeah, I don't think you can bring one of those with you on the plane. And that's no. one, one thing that's interesting, and we're going to talk about more festivals and some ice sculpture bar things and stuff like that, but a lot of these are subject to the weather. And very a lot true, of, very a lot true. Of ice sculpture bars, I'll be talking about the one in uh, Milwaukee's Third Ward in a bit. You know, I'd give you the dates, but we don't know. Yeah, so I do want to chat about uh, <clears throat> ice bars, too, which we talked about one being on Knicker, at the Knickerbocker Ice Festival. But mm-hmm. there was one more in Milwaukee, which was the Waukesha Jamboree. You're talking about festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The festival, which has ice sculpting. It's not in Milwaukee. It's in Waukesha. Waukesha, yes. The people in, Milwaukee, in Waukesha are going to be like, no, we're not in Milwaukee. I apologize. Close <laughs> to, close to. But you're right. You're your own person. Not your own person. You're your own city, your and own county. place, yeah. your own county. Um, so the Waukesha Jamboree, which is January 19th to the 28th, uh, they have a bunch of ice sculpting demos, snow sculpting demos. There you can see the difference between the two. Go talk mm-hmm. to some people, figure out what the rivalry is all about. They've got lumberjack <laughs> shows, which sound awesome. They have trivia, frosty 5K, an egg hunt, a beer garden. They have a ton of different stuff. Even at night, they have a stargazing planetarium show, which sounds really cool. Uh, ice fishing clinics, that's great for kids. Um, and then they've got toboggan rides and this one, again, kind of paralleling what I was just talking about with stories by the fire. The librarians come out and they all read stories to the kids by the fire, which is a ton of fun. <laughs> and then they also have, this is, I thought was really cool and not something I found anywhere else. They have a laser light show, which is to mimic the Aurora Borealis. Yeah, we've had a lot of opportunities to see the Northern Lights this past mm-hmm. year, uh, but it never gets old. And if you can recreate it kind of cool with a laser light show. All the better. Yeah, and a great way to teach kids what they can possibly expect in Wisconsin to Mm -hmm. get them out. I mean, my mom's the kind of person, she's knocking on my door at 3 a.m. saying, get outside, (laughs) get outside. (laughs) So if you have a parent like that, it's worth it, I promise. So, Um, yeah, they're also, by the way, uh, Jamboree is pretty cool because it's kind of a citywide festival. A lot of stuff happens downtown uh, and along the Fox River, but they do have ice skating at Abel Arena, and uh, that's on Blue Mound Road. Kind of mm-hmm. on the Waukesha Brookfield border. I just know it well because Jackson does hockey there. Oh, sure. <laughs> and has hockey practice. That's a nice long drive. Uh, an ice bocce tournament and things like that. So, yeah, the Jamboree is very cool, but it there is ice sculpting and demos involved. So, yes. Hence, it makes our list for today. It does indeed. And the other thing uh, about this event that I thought was pretty cool is it's a 10-day event, which is long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you, you know. Tons of events on both weekends and then a couple of things in between during the week. And uh, it's it's just spectacular. There's no shortage of opportunities to enjoy things. Yeah, and all day long. They've mm-hmm. got the fireworks going at night and live music, dancing. And then it's really great for the kids, too. I think they have, like, winter festival characters that come out. So oh, yeah. kind of like what you might see in Disney World. <laughs> They've got Frosty the Snowman, a polar bear, and a penguin, and probably more. So there's a bunch of events there. I believe they're all free. Just know that some of Most them, of them are, yeah. yeah, must some of them might require a pre-registration. So make sure you look that up and register ahead of time if if need be. But yeah, let's get into ice bars, Eric. And I know that you have at least one on your list in Milwaukee. Yeah, um, and we're going to get back to more festivals because mm-hmm. we do have more on the list. Uh, one of my favorites, and partially because I lived you know a block from it, I could walk there and stumble back. Uh, there, the Third Ward, which is right where the Milwaukee Public Market is, mm. and there's a number of uh, well-liked and frequented bars like the Wicked Hop and Cafe Benelux, Pat's Pagoda, which is... Kind of, it's an interesting. It was kind of a tiki bar they added to the side of the public market building. 
uh, with like a straw roof and then they've enclosed it as it's gotten more popular. So now it's outdoors in the summer and it's enclosed in the winter. Yeah. And wow. it's very cool. And That's a good idea. Those places have gotten together and collaborated on multiple ice bars. So each place has its own. That is very cool. And so, so you can ice hop, ice bar hop. Right. You can go on an ice bar crawl. Gnarly. Yeah, that's great. And they're great. all literally crawling distance with each other. I mean, <laughs> it's just right there across the street. That's so fun. Three of the four points of the intersection of St. Paul and Broadway. And just because I have not been to the Wicked Hop or, you know, the other two you mentioned, are they... You haven't? No, I need to explore Milwaukee, Eric. I know. It's like a missing hole in my heart right now. Wicked it needs Hop to be was full. the bar a block for me for like 15 years. Wow, this really holds a special spot I mean, in your if, soul. <laughs> yeah. If I gain weight and walk in there, everybody yells, Norm. <laughs> so, wow, they know you way too well. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, I've got a lot of pictures through the years of the different ice bars that they've had. And sometimes there's like intentional holes in some of the ice where they'll pour drinks through it. That's when, cool. when they That's serve great. it to you, and uh, it is fun to set your, you know, sometimes they have hot drinks that they'll serve, oh. and you set your glass on the ice bar, and it just, you kind of make your own coaster. Own. <laughs> yeah. It just starts melting into it. Uh, and it really depends on the weather. It's usually late January or early February for it. Okay. And I've had them, they've had it up for only four days before, and sometimes mm. it lasts for two weeks. Wow. Wow. But, That's a long time. And I I remember one time, and this was, gosh, maybe six years ago, seven years ago, I talked to one of the bartenders who I knew there pretty well, and it had only been like four or five days before the weather warmed up enough where the ice bar just wasn't going to structurally hold. So they yeah. only had it for that short time. And she told me, she said, yeah, it was $10,000 for this thing. Oh. And I'm like, <gasps> oh my God, all that money? And she said, oh, we made it up in the first three days. <laughs> Like wow. so many people came to the ice bar and bought all these drinks, which also told me, wow, they've, they've got some margin built in on some of these. But um, People in Wisconsin will do anything for a drink. But, <laughs> but these are intricate ice bars, too. I, yeah, they, that's actually a really, I want to see these. The Wicked Hop has a pretty complex logo. It's very cool. That that was like in the ice, in the middle of the ice. Wow. Because like I said, there's this company and I'm blanking on their name right now. I think the word zero's in it somewhere, but they go around and do these sculptures and it's amazing what they'll do so, in terms um, of Eric, just this might be a silly question but like do these bars have ice stools is my booty gonna get wet if i'm sitting in one no, of these because outside? your booty would melt the stool oh. actually at ice bars you stand okay okay I, I, i've never seen an ice bar you sit That's at an interesting there must be question some. though to see if there's an ice stool yeah there's got to be some i'm sure they've got but, ice. i mean you can make an ice chair or a snow chair mm-hmm. but every ice every ice bar i've seen you stand Okay, and that was just a California moment for me. You know, no, just a little it's, an, it's an excellent question. Actually. Ice stools that could be ideas for people coming mm-hmm. in. Yeah, so Hop, there's one side, Benelux is the other, and it was funny because Benelux's ice sculpture will often last longer because uh, they get the the colder wind, mm. which helps keep the ice frozen. But they also sometimes get sun, more sun. So it all depends. It's they're really rolling the dice when they build these ice bars. Sometimes, yeah. Well, I think the company that. You were mentioning to is Art Below Zero. Uh, Art, Art Below, Below Zero, Zero, yes. Right, which is a great name, and they are out of Franksville, Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they build them all over. So I'm sure you can boy, find photos. Yeah, photos on their website or something, too. Oh, you can, and wow, they're amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at some of them right now. It is really, really, really cool what people can do in some of these ice sculptures. And when they get into the writing, 
it's like the logos and the writing when they put that Mm -hmm. into ice it's awesome you know an ice sculpture and ice bar experience can be had in lake geneva I think there's a good time to talk about their Winterfest in the U.S. National Snow Sculpting Competition. Yeah, so they have a, I mean, Lake Geneva does a really good job with their winter scene. Um, They've got a bunch of different events throughout the winter. So it starts, I mean, they have like holiday festivals starting in November. Yeah, they just, they had the Electric Christmas Parade not too long ago. We got to be in that as as part of the radio station in the morning show on. And uh, they they really, they're they're very festive. They have great shopping Mm -hmm. downtown and everything. Uh, But the hallmark is, the end of January, beginning of February, when they have Winterfest and the U.S. National Snow Sculpting Championships. I have to make sure I say that correctly. Um, because that is the dead of winter. Yes. That's when it's, it's the normals are the coldest. This is when you want to go to California, but those yeah. who can't have to enjoy things like, <laughs> don't have to, but get to enjoy things like Winterfest, which and is actually a really great way to warm up and enjoy the cold. Oh, it absolutely is. And I filmed there last year mm-hmm. for Discover Wisconsin. And there were, we filmed on two different days. One day they were just starting to build out the snow and ice sculptures. Yeah. Uh, and that day, I think the wind chill, the wind chill was in the 20 below range. Oh. It was so raw coming off Geneva Lake. And it was, you know, the camera batteries don't last very long. I know. That's we're, the tricky thing. We're all hiding out inside the Visit Lake Geneva little info center that's right there and the, in the Riviera. But, uh, you know, these hardy ice, uh, snow and ice sculptors were out there. and But even they were saying, yeah, this is colder than what we're used to around here. Yeah. But when we That's filmed. That's brutal. Negative 20. Yeah, it was rough. But when we filmed during a lot of the big festivities the following, you know, Saturday, a couple days later, it was sunny. It was like 28 degrees. Yeah. Light wind. It felt so good. Like it felt tropical by comparison. <laughs> you know how our standards change throughout the year. Oh, yeah. You got to build up that brown adipose tissue. Mm. Oh, the what? Brown adipose tissue. You're talking about 206 bones in the body. I figured I'd throw another science fact at you. Touche, Anna. Yeah. Well, when you get cold, babies have a ton of brown adipose tissue. And when you get cold, you usually build it up over a period of days. Or if you do cold water swimming, you can build up brown adipose tissue. Brown adipose tissue. It's like the fatty tissue that can keep you warm. Oh, like blubber. Kind of. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, now I've learned something else. So don't move new. to California, How people. How do you know that, but you didn't know there were 206 bones in the human body? Well, I think you did know there were 206 okay. bones in the human body. I just don't know if I would have related that to the fact of when I read 200, episode 206. I don't know if I would have made that connection. Just to the numeric relation. But okay. That's, it's pretty good. Um, so by that time, by the time Winterfest in Lake Geneva is happening, you have plenty of Brown, brown adipose tissue. Adipose hopefully, tissue. Hopefully. Uh, built up. Now, the snow sculpting competition is, that, that kind of gets top billing because it's a national competition. Literally a national competition. And if you go, this is where people will, you will get reprimanded if you say ice sculpting instead of snow sculpting. Right. So don't say that around the snow sculptors. But there are plenty of ice sculptures. There are. Throughout downtown. So the snow sculptures are down on the grounds of the Riviera, which is right on the lake, and then at Flatiron Park, which is right across the street from the lake, within a block of each other. I mean, yeah. it's all kind of one big and area. It's a, it's a busy area at Very that time. Very much so. Busy yeah. area. And it's 15 state champion teams for the snow sculpting. It's 15 mm-hmm. state champion teams. It's a three-day competition building pretty enormous sculptures, right? Yeah. There were, like, one group was carving out 
Like they, they start with these massive blocks of snow. And one of them was, they were starting to use these, they were using wires to try and carve away the stuff they didn't want sure. in the block of snow. And at one point it was really close to us. And they're like, get away. This is like two tons that are about to fall. Wow. And, what do they do with all and of when it? Shovel it away? When that chunk of snow landed off that block onto the ground, you felt it like. There's a reverberation amongst the ground. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But to complement the snow structures, right nearby at the Baker House, this beautiful historic mansion, we went to the ice bar that they had. Oh, the Baker House has one on the patio in the back? Yeah, in the dead of winter, uh, they have this ice bar. And we were doing hot chocolate and uh, hot toddies and other kinds of drinks. And that was one of the places, and I think we got that on camera, like you set the cup down and it just starts melting into the bar. And so there's these circles all over the place. Now, when you remove the drink, those refreeze. So it's kind of cool, though, because then the bar develops a pattern. But, you know, they had a really intricate design in that ice bar, too. And it it lasted quite a while because that was a really cold stretch. And then when you're walking the streets of downtown— checking out all those great shops and the restaurants and the bars that they have and all of that. Uh, there's ice sculptures just lining the streets up and down. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And that like Eric was, or like you were saying, Eric is in the, um, downtown area. Mm-hmm. And so the, it's right by the lake. So it's just got gorgeous views. It's really close to the Riviera. Um, yeah. I mean, the snow sculptures are at the Riviera and the ice sculptures start like across the street and then up yep. to main street and broad street and center. Uh, and it's everywhere you go, there's art that's yeah. very cold art. Yeah. And they <laughs> also have some, you mentioned that it was right by the beach and then they've got bonfires on the beach in mm-hmm. during this time and they've got live entertainment happening and they, I don't know, do they do this every year? Did they have an ice castle when you were there last well, year? Th- yeah. The thing is, and uh, ice castles are back again this year. This it's not in downtown Lake Geneva, but it's near it at Geneva national. Okay. Which is about, oh boy, four miles. Yeah, it's not far. West, right National off of Highway is... 50. It's on Lake Como. And so the ice castles are there. And they've been in other parts of the state through the years, but they've been in Lake Geneva for, for a while now. And that is some seriously intricate uh, ice art. Yeah, this is wild. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance to see this, it's really it's really pretty crazy. You so, can climb up, go down, go through, slide down, all of these crazy, crazy intricate sculptures, all ice. Yeah, and they don't, it's not in many places, right? There's only like five cities that they do this in across the U.S. In North America, there are, I think, five locations. There's Utah, Vermont, Wisconsin, uh, one or two places in Canada. Yeah, so we're pretty lucky. Yeah, we're in rarefied error with this. Yeah, if you get the chance to see it, it's definitely worth it. They've got hundreds of thousands of icicles that are uh, hand-placed by professional ice artists. And then there's... um, like frozen throne. So it really feels like you're in a castle. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've got ice carved tunnels, slides, fountains, and then a bunch of LED lit sculptures. So at night is definitely the time to go see this. LED bulbs are a godsend for ice sculpture people because they, they burn very cool. Incandescent bulbs give off a lot of heat. So LEDs have just been fantastic for making really cool ice sculptures that at night just will dazzle you. They usually are a lot lighter and then you know they can be battery operated and Mm -hmm. so leds are definitely the way to go but yeah this this is pretty awesome if you even look up photos it's it's great but it definitely feels like an interactive thing to do so if you have the chance to go experience it firsthand uh absolutely do that and again i think we maybe mentioned it but it is a free festival so um Mm -hmm. 
great place if you're looking for something that's not spending too much money. Although there will be pl- plenty of spending to be had in Lake Geneva, as oh, yeah, we mentioned, the ice bar and the shopping. and <laughs> A lot of places to lighten your wall. In fact, there's now there's uh, there's Topsy Turvy Brewery, yep. which is a walk in downtown. That's, was that an one. old church? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's beautiful. And, but there's another craft brewery in Lake Geneva now called Mash Tun, huh. which is off. It's closer to Highway 12 and 50, where 120, where they all meet. Yeah. But yeah, so that's another craft brewery. So there's there's always something new going on. I know. Lake Geneva is very built up, but it still continues to evolve huh. in the coolest way. So Indeed. it's always fun to hear what, what Lake Geneva's got going on. We were talking about LED lights. I'm going to quiz you on this, Anna. Oh, boy. What does LED stand for? Do you know? Something electron? Uh, no. Um, light emitting diode. Oh, that is right. How did I not oh, know that? Oh, you knew that? that? Okay. Yeah, but I, well, I can't, can I say that I knew that? I mean, I've heard of it. Of well, course, just, but like, maybe you'd forgotten. Yeah. Well, the thing is, everybody's talking about LED nowadays, and I'll bet a lot of people don't know where it comes from or what it stands for. LEDs are a pretty, it's, it's a pretty fascinating mm-hmm. thing, the way that they're built too. Yeah. Um, We'll but talk yeah. about that technology, I guess, in another episode. I just wanted to get that well, in that there. Well, that could be part of the behind the scenes because we use a lot of LEDs on our sets. That's true. So, and you talked, and you were already talking about brown antipodal. Wait, brown, <laughs> what was it? Adipose tissue. Adipose but I kinda, tissue. But I kind of like antipodal. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of opposite ends of the earth. That's antipodal. <laughs> eh, close. And I'm right. sure that's something else. Brown antipodal something. Let's, um, uh, let's, okay, how about one more in southeast Wisconsin, then we'll go to some other parts of the state. Yes, where are you uh, thinking? Another event that's happening in January in Lake Country in Waukesha County is Della Freeze mm. in Della Field. So it's the only Della Freeze that I know of. Yes, and this one, again, another free event, and each sculpture that is car- is carved from a 300-pound block of ice that's been frozen in a special way to ensure that the blocks are crystal clear. So That is actually a must for uh, most ice sculptors. Yeah, yeah I would... I, I would venture to guess that the people who are going to spend hours sculpting this ice are very <laughs> adamant about having very clear ice. Otherwise, it really is hard to be able to see. You know, you get bubbles or whatever in there, and it's hard to see what the um, shape is or kind of the writing or the logo that screw you're putting up how the in. Light shines through it. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Uh, and then the blocks are 10 inches thick, 20 inches wide, and 40 inches tall on a wooden stand. So these are big blocks of ice. Uh, and they are placed throughout the city. Each sculpture is carved um, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So you can actually watch them carving. So it's live ice carvings. Uh, and then another fun thing about this festival, and I'll mention the date, it's January 13th, 2024, this year. Um, and... It, they also all the nearby local businesses or some of them are offering free hot chocolate. So if you're getting too cold out there or you have kids who are squirmish because they're too cold, you can get some <laughs> free hot chocolate and continue your ice sculpture viewing journey. Oh man! All right, one more in Southeast Wisconsin. I've, I forgot you had this down too, and I have some experience with this place as well. And that's in the uh, in Brookfield. Uh, Bel Air and a oh, bunch yeah, yeah, of other yeah. places have the ice bar. That's right. I had to go up on, on my notes. But yeah, so this one, I believe it's the third week of January. Um, oh, uh, we didn't mention when Della Freeze is. Yeah, I did. The That one is January 13th. Oh, you did? Okay. Yep. Sorry, I'm, I must have. Yeah, Della Freeze is January 13th. So be sure to check that one out. 
<laughs> and then, uh, yeah, moving over to Brookfield, the Bel Air Ice Bar, uh, they have what's called the Bel Air Cantina. Mm-hmm. And I believe this well, one that, is the third week of January. And it's not just Bel Air. It's kind of the whole complex. The corners of Brookfield is, is the complex. And if you drive by a 994, it's where the Von Mauer is. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah. And the lights that they put up on that store, its you can see it from space for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and it, I read that the ice bar is 19 feet long. So it's located outside of the Bel Air Cantina in Market Square, like you said, Mm -hmm. Eric. And then uh, at the bar, you can, you know, find a cozy seat. I don't think that they are made out of ice, Jake. Okay. (laughs) Um, Near one of the heaters. So hopefully not, because then I think it's really going to melt quick and you're probably not going to be sitting for very long. That's how they time (laughs) your stay at the bar. Can you imagine you're on an ice seat and all of a sudden it's just slowly melting and you're (laughs) floating down within an hour. You're not sitting on anything. Um, But yeah, you can enjoy a specialty cocktail. And then they've got um, custom ice installations. I don't exactly know what. Well, here's the thing. So that entails. Bel Air has the ice bar, right? Which is huge. And uh, I've actually here's the thing. I've had the pleasure of being a judge for their ice sculpting contest. That would be fun. Uh, And it's when I worked for Milwaukee radio station, and we did a remote from there. And so up and down the streets of the corners of Brookfield, it's kind of one of those little city within a city things where it's mm-hmm. blending stores and apartments and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. So up and down those streets, they have the different ice sculptures. And so there's, a, there's a judging competition for that. And I've, I've been one of the people walking around with a clipboard, you know, rubbing, how did you judge rubbing that, my Eric? chin, acting like I knew what <laughs> I was talking yeah, about. What, how did you, what did you judge it based on? So there you mentioned are, like the, the light coming through, was that? Something well, that you judged it on, or just not necessarily. It's they they had criteria on there, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was you know creativity, uniqueness, how complex it was, and just various things like that. And I was one of I don't know like eight judges. So yeah, uh, whether my judgment was good or not didn't really matter. It kind of watered down. Oh come on, the, you get a vote with the others who knew what they were talking about. But yeah, it's very cool with the sculptures and the ice bar, and I, I love the I love when you can enjoy both. Yeah, did you say watered down? Is that a pun? I didn't mean it as a pun <laughs> when I, but once I said it out loud, it became a pun. I was like, I liked oh, it. yeah, I really liked it. Well, that was that's cool that you got to judge it. Uh, but yeah, this bar, this was the one that I was mentioning. It's a ten thousand pound ice bar, so pretty wild. Water Imagine is heavy. How do I, they how do they get that in? Like, I mean, I'm sure it's in chunks, of course, but what do they use to bring the ice in? Do you know? Yeah, heavy trucks. That's it. And I would think a big crane. The thing is, you can bring it in in pieces and then freeze it together. You just pour a little water oh. in there and boom. Yeah. You know, it all fuse yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, right. I would imagine they're not bringing in a 10,000 pound block of ice. Well, and, and really, Maybe usually, I'm wrong. usually with, with an ice bar kind of thing, one of the blocks of ice is the, is the bottom base. Mm. Then there's kind of the vertical part that brings it up to bar level. And then there's another piece that's on top. You know, and it's usually right. two or three pieces that they'll lay side by side and then they can fuse together by pouring water on it and freezing those things together. It's kind of like cold welding, if you will. It is cold welding. And good- so that's how it does. That's how it does. And uh, oftentimes when ice bars, when they stop getting useful or functional or safe yeah. is when the top mm-hmm. bar starts melting and the supports just can't handle it anymore. And right. then there's always a point where they're like, okay, we better back away and let this thing disappear. And Ooh. just run off into the into the river nearby or whatever. <laughs> Hopefully they have an old-fashioned in hand. Think about that. We're, ice bars are so popular nowadays. When you take a drink of water, there's an increasing chance at one point it was part of an ice bar. Wow. 
That's interesting. People love saying, oh, it might have gone through a dinosaur hundreds of millions of years ago. I prefer to think of it as having been part of an ice bar. <laughs> Look at Eric getting existential on us. <laughs> hmm, I wonder what ne- other fact he'll come up with next. What is time but the artificial division of eternity? <laughs> Tune in next time for What is Time with Eric Paulson. <laughs> I should have worn more goth stuff today. All right. <laughs> I have one more thing to say about this one, though. Okay. They do have a VIP ice bar experience, <laughs> which is 90 minutes in a private heated booth with a complimentary drink package and a complimentary blanket so for those who are looking for a date night or for those who are like me and just get freezing cold all of the time this is where you can go warm up it's because you weigh a buck oh one some days (laughs) are you less than that no definitely not That would be terrifying. Actually, you're, probably, you're, you're a lot of muscle, too, aren't you? You're probably you're heavier than you look. I, I don't bet. know. It's not my rowing days okay. anymore, Eric. It's not my <laughs> rowing days. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's a lot of stuff. And uh, I guess one more in southeastern Wisconsin. We'll crawl our way up because we're, we're, we've got Appleton and Superior and stuff on the way. Don't worry. But uh, Cedarburg also has quite a fun winter festival. Yeah. So this one's the third week in February, or it was at least last year. And I think it's the same this year, but I could be wrong. So check in on that one. But they have um, ice carving contest barrel races, Cedarburg's famous costume bed races on ice, which I've sounds pretty that. cool. Have you really? Yes. What was it like? Uh, it was cool. It was very creative. And people have a lot of fun with those things. So is the bed race, can you just describe it? For, well, I don't know if bed race is the self-explanatory. Year I did it. It was a while ago and it was down a street. Okay. It wasn't on ice. Um, but yeah, you just it was maybe four or five different groups of people, one person lays in a bed (laughs) and then the others push it and it's on, you know, different kinds of wheels or floats or whatever. And then they, they race down the streets. Okay. It was, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) I will say this is something that I would one love to be a part of two would probably think up as, Oh, this is a really good idea. And everyone around me would probably throw tomatoes (laughs) And boo no, me for the idea. And then I see towns like this that are having so much fun doing this for years and years. <laughs> That's amazing. Kudos to Cedarburg for that. Uh, they also have camel rides, sledding, ice ice skating, golfing, uh, parades, and dog poles, which is a lot of fun. You know, it's weird. You think of camels, you think of desert and heat. Yes. But so. they also have ice deserts. I don't know if camels well, exist true. naturally there. Camels there, hang but... out there. But, you know, it's maybe because their humps carry water, supposedly. They do. Do they carry ice in the winter? Um, uh, I, I don't think Probably so. Probably not their body. Would, <laughs> I would yeah, hope but, so. Okay. Uh, they, I think it's a, a Dr. Seuss-themed event. Um, uh-huh. Was it like was it decked out in Dr. Seuss theme when you were there? Not that I recall. Okay, but, so uh, maybe that changes every year. Maybe last year it was Dr. Seuss themed, and perhaps it's a theme every year, but it changes. I have to get Check creative on that with one. some of your rhyming. Yes, that mm-hmm. is true. Did I happen to mention? Did I have out to disclose that when you're in the Cedarburg Festival, you might freeze your nose? Wow, Eric! Hey. I thought maybe you would do something with rhyme and time since we were talking about <laughs> time next week. But... I could if you gave me a moment. I'd be a great freestyle rapper if I didn't sound like the whitest guy on the planet. Maybe we'll have a little episode where so. Eric freestyles for everyone. <laughs> I love that. I Yo, dog, join me. It'll be dope. Wow. So, yeah. mm, I don't know. I'm starting to the feel... The little un- coolness I just got went away, didn't I'm it? I'm starting yeah. to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm retracting my previous statements. All right, fine. Um, inside of Cedarburg, they also have a chili cook-off. They've got, I think, live music, uh, merchant activities, so lots of shopping and uh 
an all-you-can-eat pancake breakfast. Mm-hmm. So nice. you can't go wrong at Winterfest in Cedarburg. But yeah, as Eric mentioned, we are making our way up. Uh, we can stop in Appleton for some ice sculptures. Again, um, this one was the third weekend in February. I believe it was the third Saturday last year. So check in on the uh, date. But it's in co- on College Avenue in downtown Appleton, which Appleton is a great area in general to explore, especially if you're looking for a fun night scene. But um, they've oh, got College over- Avenue is amazing. Yeah, it's great. They've got. I remember being in Appleton, and we went to a really great uh, m- place that had margaritas one night, and it was crazy everyone was dancing there were all these people and it was like very just authentic (laughs) margaritas and we were i don't know people were like pulling us into dance it was way too fun um but they have over 30 unique ice sculptures by uh crystal clear ice sculptures llc so a company actually comes out and and does all these ice sculptures and uh, each one is displayed in front of unique boutiques uh specialty shops and restaurants so kind of fun way to highlight the town and a great way to, you know, support local businesses with those places if you go shopping around that area. So bring your wallet, although the event itself is free. So you don't have to spend money if you don't <laughs> yeah, want to, part, but part you might be. The goal is to have you join and spend a little bit of money, right? Yes, indeed. Which is always a good way to give back. Um, <laughs> but let's see. We can go up further north, all the way up to... Um, Barker's Island in Superior. Mm. They've got a Lake Superior Ice Festival, and that one happens January 26th and 27th. They've got ice carving demos and an ice throne. So if you're either up that way or you want to get up to that area, it is cold in the north, but it is worth seeing some of the things in northern Wisconsin during the winter. They've got a lot of really cool scenery. So if you're able to get up that way, it's definitely worth it. And they've got um, some other things happening uh, during that festival, they've got snowshoeing obstacle co- uh, snowshoeing obstacle course. They are going to have some uh, craft making. They've got fire pits that you can make s'mores at and drink some hot chocolate. And then they've got a fireworks show too. So that one is a uh, Barker's Island in Superior, and I can imagine the fireworks would be absolutely stunning. Oh yeah, especially against the backdrop the, of Duluth. Yeah, and over the waters of Lake Superior, mm-hmm. over the ice of Lake Superior. At that point, it is a very cold area over there. Yes, the, it's it's just winter. warm, but it's it is uh, cold, but worth it. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, you know, there's just there's so many around the state. Let's uh, hop down the Mississippi River and go down by uh, Maiden Rock. Yeah. So this one they've got uh, Roger. This one's kind of a unique one. It's a little bit different than what we've been talking about. N- Roger Nelson's ice formations, and I think we've mentioned this on the podcast, maybe in some of the unique attractions that you can see throughout Wisconsin. It's on the Rush River, and this one was. Uh, formed by a guy i think he was previously a plumber now i could be wrong but uh i think he was previously a a plumber and he has these i think pipes that go down in the ground um correct me if i'm wrong but anyway they create these really cool ice structures that sprout up from an artesian well um and so they are about two there's about two dozen freeform frozen structures that stand on this 420 acre farmstead this guy purchased it back in 1995 Hmm. um and they like i said they spurt water from this aquifer that's underneath the ground um and they create these icicle like formations up to 35 feet tall so these aren't artist carved ice sculptures per se they're naturally formed from water that literally springs up. Correct. That's pretty cool. Yep. That's and a unique take. 
Yeah, it's a really, and I, I thought, you know, it's not really ice carving, ice sculptures, but it, it's, it's still, he kind of uses it like an art form. And then at night, he puts lights on them with spotlights uh, until about midnight. So you can go see them all lit up at night. That's really cool. So that's near Maiden Rock. So it's just off 35. Mm-hmm. Part of the Great River Road Tour, which is actually just as beautiful in the wintertime. But boy, if you can add that on there, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, the Great River Road is a great spot to check out all seasons. But in the winter, which a lot of people, I, I don't think, know that it's so fun in the winter. There's a lot to see. Oh, it is, And yeah. it's gorgeous, yeah. Those bluffs, I mean, they look gorgeous in the summertime with all the trees on them. But they're, they're quite spectacular mm-hmm. with all the... The brilliant whites of winter on there, too. Uh, if we truck all the way across the state and head on over to Green Bay, you know, they, they love to embrace winter, too. It's not just about freezing your keister off at Lambeau Field. <laughs> or if you sit on a, a uh, ice stool. But Winterfest in Green Bay <laughs> is January 25th. So this one, the Winterfest, is they have the Winterfest Ice Carving Competition. Mm-hmm. And they have carvers that are against each other, tr- uh, trying to proudly display their artwork in the Broadway district for a Eric has mentioned it's very weather dependent, but for as long as the weather allows, they'll keep these out. Um, yeah, and Broadway is a cool spot because they have the farmer's markets there in the summer and everything. It's right uh, part of downtown, just on the western edge of the Fox River. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- so there's just so much to see and do around that area, too. A lot of great shops, uh, a lot of great event spaces, wine bars, and things like that. And uh, they have a thing called the Ice Throne. Yeah, if you're looking for a good photo opportunity, this is definitely it. Mm-hmm. This is um, a large sculpture that's at the center of the event. And as the name says it all, Ice Throne. I'm sure, I, I think, I don't want to say for sure, but I think you can probably sit on it and take a photo. Oh, and, yeah, it's, yeah, it's designed for that for Instagram. Just don't sit on it too long because your butt might melt the thing and they don't want There's that. There's your ice stool, Jake. You got one. Well, See? I know the ice I'm throne. Be. I think you're just calling it the wrong thing. And Everybody needs ice throne. That is a picture you need to send back to people in Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> Get on the ice throne, Jake, and then uh, send that back to your friends in Cali. Yeah, I'll just be a cabin field producer. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, right? Beautiful. Um, and then they also have a dog pole competition. Winterfest on Broadway dog pole competition is the full name, and it has become a favorite activity in Green Bay, probably amongst the locals and those who visit as well. But um, a lot of people, hundreds of people come to watch the... Um, the beautiful Malamutes. Yeah, I didn't, yes. I didn't know how to pronounce that word, so thank you, Eric. <laughs> Malamutes compete for the weight-pulling crown. And if you freeze your buns off on the throne, you can always warm up. They've got a little family fun center that's heated. And it's a very kid-friendly festival, as as most of these winter festivals are. So that's a great one to check out in Green Bay on uh, January 25th coming up next month. Yeah, and then moving a little bit more inland in Eagle River. Um, a little bit. Well, quite a bit. Whatever. I <laughs> mean, to the north woods. Let's just say with the amount of driving that we do, it's, yeah, that's true. It's, it's four hours seems like nothing these days. So uh, the Eagle River Ice Castle, this is a pretty cool one. It's right in the downtown. It's really tall, and then they light it up in the winter, and every year it's different. You know, we talk about ice sculptures, and this one isn't necessarily hand-carved. It's like blocks. It's blocks of ice. Assembled that they, yeah, it's, into this beautiful castle. Imagine adult, well, maybe not adult, but imagine ice Lincoln Logs. Piling them all up on top of each other, although it's like sky high and it's on one 116th South Railroad Street, which is again the downtown of Eagle River. Yeah, it's um, very visible from the main line roads like uh, 45, 32, 70, 17, all of those. Well, I can't see it from 70 as easily. It's behind the Holiday and the McDonald's, but yeah. if you're on 45, 32, and 17, like if you're on your way to the Derby track, 
Mm-hmm. And it at night, it's hard stunning. to miss. Oh, no. It just, yeah, it's so lit up. And it, it's the crown jewel of Eagle River in the wintertime. Yeah, and we have some drone footage of it. So if you get a chance to see any drone footage on one of our Discover Wisconsin episodes, it's really cool. Uh, it, this one started at the King Winter Festival in 1993. So the Ice Castle has been around. Yeah, 33. 33, right? Yeah, you said 93. Did I? Oops, mm-hmm. 1933. Um, but so almost 100 years. In in 10 years, they're probably going to have a pretty big celebration, which will be exciting. Yeah. Um, if global warming doesn't hit and we all melt all it's the ice anyway. Gonna, it's never going <laughs> to st- stop Eagle River from doing this. True, that is true. They'll, bu- they'll bring some fans out. Um, but it is, uh, well, the next... Ice Castle actually didn't happen until the winter of 35 and 36. So they skipped a couple years and it consisted of only 250 blocks of ice. And now I think they have um, over 3,000. Yeah, over 3,000 yeah. 12 inch thick ice blocks from a local lake. Hopefully it's local. I don't know how else you would. You know how many get local those lakes? Across, yeah, you know many, it's the world's largest <laughs> yeah. chain of interconnected freshwater lakes. There's plenty of ice opportunities. Yeah, yeah but it's a 20 foot high structure, which um, again, just a really, really fascinating to look at. But these vol- it's all put on by volunteers, mm-hmm. especially amidst the firefighting community in Eagle River. A lot of volunteer firefighters and community volunteers, and they put in over 700 hours of work. So it's. It's a pretty cool thing to be able to go and see. Definitely a crown jewel of the Northwoods. Now, if we go down to our capital city, there's a lot of uh, great holiday events in Madison throughout the winter. But one of the most famous, you've got those holiday fantasy lights in Olin Park. Uh, Mm -hmm. But one of the most famous, I guess it's kind of a snow and ice sculpture that ever emerged in the state is a Statue of Liberty. Remember that iconic picture? No. In 1979, some college students went out on a frozen Lake Mendota. And so you've seen that you're shaking your head like, yes. Mm-hmm. So you've seen this, Jake? Yes, every year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they started it in 79 and they've started to recreate it now more recently. It looks like the Statue of Liberty emerging from the ice on wow. Lake Mendota. How have I never known about this? The, the head, the crown, and then like nearby, the, the hand and the fist with the, with the torch. And it's it's stunning. That's so cool. How big is it? Oh, gosh. It's got to be about 15 feet tall, the head, I would At say. Least, you know, yeah. It's a big inflatable nowadays. But back in the 70s, I believe they made it with paper mache. It was really just students oh, so that wanted made, to do it. Well, it's not they, made with ice. But it was on no. the icy lake. I see. It's made to look like it's frozen it. under the lake. Yeah. It's just so the head funny. popping out. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things that on Lake Mendota. That is so funny. All the things you can Google on the fly. I'm really surprised you're not Googling this right now. I'm trying. I was trying to. Okay, Statue of Liberty in Madison. For all those listening, if you're not driving right now, look this up. Wow. Wow. How how have I never seen this? So you're looking at it. I'm pretty upset with myself. <laughs> so, Jake, you said it's it's a blow-up thing now? Yes, they, it's a big inflatable head of the Statue of Liberty, and then it's torch. They just kind of stick out probably a good... 30 feet off the shore of Lake Mendota okay, along Memorial how, Union. How, often, how long do they keep this up? Because I've been on Lake Mendota in the winter. Well, they didn't do it for quite a while, including probably the time you were there. But uh, they just started doing the inflatable version not too long ago. Huh. Because I literally, when we were in rowing, we would have to run across the lake and there was no statue. <laughs> so it's only, at least in 2020, they had it from February 3rd to 9th. So it looks like it's up for about a week. Okay. 
Maybe and I just missed it during that time. I don't know. It's after that coldest part of the winter when the ice is at its most stable. Yeah. Because people go out and look at it, and you don't want people falling through the ice. And it's, it's still weird, no matter how much... Like, I was thinking about this, Anna, when we were filming in Menominee on Lake Menomen. You know, we were out on the ice. We're driving on the ice. It's no matter how cold it is, no matter how thick you know the ice is, it still feels weird to be yeah. out on a frozen lake. It's like you're taunting Mother Nature. But, yeah, I know. It, it's, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that on, uh, on Lake Mendota and walking across. Now, another uh, festival that goes on, and we go back to uh, southeastern Wisconsin with this, though, is a Snow Days, D-A-Z-E, mm. in Kenosha. Mm-hmm. That's coming up Saturday, February fourth. You know that that first weekend of February, very very popular for these ice sculpture things. Uh, it happens at Veterans Memorial Park outside City Hall, which is right by the Dinosaur Museum. It's right by Harbor Park and all that. They have over fifty ice sculptures on display, and it's by they're all by R below zero. Indeed, yeah. yeah. So there's a demo starting at one that day, and then uh, you can just admire them for as long as the last. The city also has an ice rink that's uh, open for skating, uh, free skating and stuff. So that's another pretty cool option you have uh, in Kenosha if if you want to be really close to Illinois for some reason. Very fun. Well, that concludes all the ones that I had. I know that there's more out there again, as per usual on the cabin. There's always more in there Wisconsin are. to see, and we usually don't have a comprehensive list. So if you've got yeah. any more, feel free to leave them in the comments, and we'll try and hit them. I know we've got um, a couple other winter-themed episodes coming up, so yeah. we can always mention them and later, I, I, too. I shout out Burlington, but they just had theirs. So Yep. But I don't want Burlington, I don't want you all to feel left out. Got to find them next year. Love you guys. Love going to Fred's Burgers. Okay. <laughs> you would mention a burger place. Well, of course. Uh, can't leave the podcast without mentioning something about pizza or burgers. Well, and what did we start with when we were talking about ice sculptures and winter festivals? Bones. No. Well, kind of. But <laughs> wh- where was the festival? Um, Knickerbocker. In? In Lake Mills. Which county? In Jefferson County. Yes, and the oh. cabin is brought to you in part by Jefferson County, located along the Madwalkie Corridor. I don't know if that phrase is fully caught on yet. I'm I'm going to start pushing it on people. But it's between Madison and Milwaukee, obviously, along I-94, along County B and US-18 and such. And uh, Jefferson County has a lot of great activities in the wintertime, too. They have a pretty darn good network of snowmobile trails and everything, too. Over 225 miles of them. 14 miles of groomed cross-country ski trails, ice fishing tournaments, plenty of power sports outfitter places for you to get snowmobiles and other equipment to handle winter. Obviously, the famous Knickerbocker Ice Festival, which we started talking with. And uh, just a whole bunch of of fun places to embrace the winter. Uh, Dog park where dogs can run and play in the wintertime. And if you want to warm up, you can enjoy a show at Fireside Theater. Yeah, Fort that's Atkinson. a great one. And we're going to have a digital short coming out about that soon, too. So pay oh, attention. About the Fireside mm-hmm. itself? Oh, very cool. Yep. Okay. You can find out a lot more about all the things for us to do in every season, including right now, when you go to enjoyjeffersoncounty.com. And as you know, Best Western is a proud supporter of the cabin. Great places to stay all over the state. I've been doing it for many, many, many years, and it's my pleasure now to welcome in Ryan Batley, who's the general manager of the Best Western Bridgewood Premier in Nina, one of the premier places that Best Western has in the state. There's a couple of premieres here. A lot of great things you need to know about Best Western, and that's why we brought you in, Ryan. Uh, you know, Best Western is the world's largest hotel chain, 
And how many Best Western hotels are here in the and state? And join us next week on the podcast for an inside scoop hey, on exploring Wisconsin via snowmobile uh, yeah, trails. So We're about to learn from some of the best in the state, state who are also deeply uh, involved with our Discover Wisconsin is, brand. We've got uh, Jack Sarama and Dylan travel, Rose, two avid trailblazers who have paved a way for themselves in the uh, snowmobiling world on their show, Boondock Nation. Next week, we'll have the opportunity to get the inside scoop on all things Wisconsin snowmobiling before these two head out to Idaho for an action-packed winter. Some hotels That's just say Best Western, some cabin. say Plus, some say Premier. And as we get ready to wrap up, I want to remind you of this message from the All of Us Research Great Program. Question. So the All of Us Research Premier, Program is asking for people to help researchers uh, so make health care more are precise deliver, uh, by creating individualized for the prevention travelers. and treatment options. Yeah, Best when you join, properties, we'll share your um, unique health information and become part of the largest and most diverse medical research program ever. The more data researchers have, the more they'll be able to create better care for all of us. Introducing the next breakthrough in medicine. That's what the premier hotel is designed to deliver uh, on best-in-class full-service amenities. Uh, as mentioned, their premier Today's properties of the cabin was are really designed and for that worldwide traveler who wants The cabin is a production and, brought to you by Discover your, Media uh, Works. Right to learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com. And please don't forget to leave a review. Man, it looks like an awesome place. I have yet to stay there. But you have you have a restaurant there. You have ground round. You have all kinds of you have a little uh, shopping area there. Uh, yeah, we're a, a full-service property. We have 95 guest rooms, 10,000 square feet of meeting space. We do a lot of weddings, corporate events, galas, and uh, attached restaurant as well. You mentioned uh, Ground Round Grill and Bar. We're actually in the process of rebranding that to an independent and uh, soon going to be Batley's Grill and Bar. But yeah, we got everything right off the interstate. We're really close to Appleton International Airport and a lot of downtowns, shoppings, businesses. So yeah, we're a great location in the heart of the Fox Cities. Batley's, where'd you get that name for a restaurant? <laughs> we're we're using the family name and, and going independent. <laughs> All right, beautiful. So, and actually to talk about Appleton, there are a couple of hotels uh, close to that airport as well, because one of them is a new boutique style hotel, uh, the Cop Relief, which is right on college. Yeah, our sister property, that property is also 20 years old, uh, much like our Best Western Premier Bridgewood here in Nina. Um, but they recently have joined the Best Western family. They are a, a premier collection. I mean, that they still have that individuality, uh, you know, a hip, a more daring hotel, uh, really distinguished by their originality. Uh, but the beauty is now that those travelers can get rewarded uh, with Best Western um, points. And uh, yeah, it's been a great property. Um, but those boutique styles are really designed uh, with creativity. They're meant to be really unique in their market, and they're often found in coveted destinations, and really are going to help create mem- memorable experiences for their for their guests. And there are other great boutique hotels, including Hotel Marshfield, which I really love when I travel over there. That's a Best Western now. Uh, the Park Plaza, which is a premier property on the Capitol Square. I mean, you get one of those rooms with the view of the Capitol. It looks like you can just reach out and touch the dome. And that's a top-notch place. And even on the shores of Lake Superior, the classic, beautiful Hotel Shawamigan in Ashland, that is a Best Western property. So they are everywhere you go and everywhere you look. You can even stay, what, a block from Lambeau Field? at the Best Western Green Bay? 
Yeah, uh, like we started out with, we we are everywhere. You're going to find them in every market. But I would agree uh, with those hotels that you mentioned. They're they're all amazing. Uh, we're really fortunate with the Best Western brand to have some amazing hotel operators in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, all of us are committed to quality. Uh, and really want to focus on delivering great guest experience. So it's hard to choose favorites because each one is unique and each one is a good market. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned some great properties. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's kind of like picking your favorite child, right? <laughs> Having two boys, I can agree with that. <laughs> so now Best Western has had a larger mission with regards to sustainability and travel. And I've seen some changes uh, in the rooms and with some of the processes too. So what's Best Western doing to to be good stewards within the community and for the environment? Yeah, that's really important for for Best Western right now. So uh, they really believe as a brand that there's a shared responsibility to be good stewards within the global community. Uh, they've recently launched uh, EPC as an acronym, and that's Earth, People, and Community. And the goal of that is to uh, strengthen one community at a time, partnering with hoteliers and providing the necessary tools uh, to enact meaningful change. Uh, the hotel family, the real committed to implementing environmentally friendly practices, uh, culture of diversity where that can be celebrated and really want to give back to those communities in need. Uh, the values, those values have really shaped the EPC effort and are really the heart of the organization and represent who Best Western wants to be uh, as hospitality leaders, hoteliers, and associates. Certainly uh, one of the world's largest hotel chains all around the world, you'll see those efforts too. And it's, it's particularly important in Wisconsin where the environment really is very crucial for us. And your rewards program, you mentioned you can get Best Western points now at Copperleaf in Appleton, for example, since it joined Best Western. I've been a Diamond member for a lot of years and I love the check-in treats that you can get there and how the points never expire. What else can people expect when they join the Best Western Rewards Program? Well, first of all, thanks for your loyalty. Appreciate that. But yeah, I would say our rewards program is one of the most robust and one of the strongest in the industry. So not only are Best Western going to be found in good markets, but you're going to get rewarded for it too. Uh, so the Best Western Rewards is one of the only loyalty programs in the industry industry where points never expire. And uh, reward members are going to have access to great promotions throughout the course of a calendar year. Uh, reward redemption begins at a lower point level requirement uh, relative to industry competitors. And free nights can be redeemed at any Best Western branded brand hotel worldwide. And there's no blackout dates. Uh, additionally, members have access to special rates up to 10% off on every night. And free night redemptions count towards uh, attaining elite tiers. So a great program. It really is. And a lot of times you'll get the stay two nights, get one free deals. And there's, there's all kinds of things. Plus you can get deals on gift cards you know, for other places and all of that. So it really is a great rewards program. So, uh, and we travel around the state a lot for discover Wisconsin. So I, I always appreciate uh, when they book us in a best Western, cause I know it'll be a nice place to stay good night's sleep and good hospitality. So Ryan, as a representative of best Western, I thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, we're very fortunate to have some great operators in the state of Wisconsin. Indeed. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for your time and thank you for uh, working with us at the cabin and we look forward to staying with you soon. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Did I miss anything? No, I think one take uh, a few stumbles by me here and there, but nothing that I, that I don't think is going to prevent us from moving forward. So no, I appreciate 
the questions ahead of time and appreciate the conversation. Yeah, well, uh, we have an audio editor who'll smooth all that out. I meant to like be, hi, Ryan, thanks for being here at first, but I just dived into that first question and I'm like, I can't stop myself now. So. <laughs> no, it worked out just fine with me. It did. I think it flowed well. All right, Ryan. Well, th- hey, thank you so much again and um, have a great rest of your afternoon. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Happy holidays. Appreciate it. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. And join us next week on the podcast for an inside scoop on exploring Wisconsin via snowmobile trails. We're about to learn from some of the best in the state who are also deeply involved with our Discover Wisconsin brand. We've got Jack Sarama and Dylan Rose, two avid trailblazers who have paved a way for themselves in the snowmobiling world on their show, Boondock Nation. Next week, we'll have the opportunity to get the inside scoop on all things Wisconsin snowmobiling before these two head out to Idaho for an action-packed winter. That's next time on The Cabin. And as we get ready to wrap up, I want to remind you of this message from the All of Us Research Program. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people to help researchers make healthcare more precise by creating individualized prevention and treatment options. When you join, you'll share your unique health information and become part of the largest and most diverse medical research program ever. The more data researchers have, the more they'll be able to create better care for all of us. Introducing the next breakthrough in medicine, you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted and produced by Eric Paulson and me, Annalise Beckman. Audio engineering and video teasers by Jake Rome and Nick Cartarella with social media by Adeline Savanak. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com. And please don't forget to leave a review.